Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode. With me again, I have Elisa. Hello. And myself. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Today's topic, this is a good one. It's all about thumb sucking. Elisa's little guy, it's kind of worked out really well. So Elisa's little guy is a thumb sucker and she has just tackled thumb sucking. So she's going to walk us through like step by step how to deal with it, how to handle it. Thumb sucking is a big one. You, you don't really have control over their hand, especially if they're using it for sleep. It can be tough. I do want to first say that I was so nervous, like ever since he was a baby, I really tried not to have him suck his thumb, but he was destined to be a thumb sucker and there was only so much I was going to fight it. So he did have a soother when he was a wee little baby, but I noticed signs at, you know, two, three months old of him putting his thumb in his mouth and just the way he did it. I remember sending pictures to Pam yep. saying um, <laughs> this, he looks really comfortable with that thumb in his mouth. And yeah, so like I it would fit well, it really did. And he even had the little <laughs> nose thing where he would oh. like have his finger over his nose and it was so adorable. But at the same time, I knew that it, you know, for me, it, it wasn't something that I really felt like tackling later. So I tried to just put the soother back into his mouth every time he'd put his thumb in. Um, there did come a time, though, when he was taught how to fall asleep on his own, that I would start him off with the soother in his mouth and put him into bed and he would just spit the soother out, pop the thumb in. And I was like, you know what? I am not fighting this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way on this earth that I'm going to walk back in here and take his thumb out and put his soother back into his mouth. Like it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I just let it go. And I said to myself, I will tackle it when the day comes. And well, I've done it. So <laughs> and I was very nervous about it, but it ended up going a lot more smoothly than I could have even anticipated. And I think that's a big part of any changes that we're making with our children is that we don't know how they're going to react. We don't know how it's going to go. So all those things can be very anxiety provoking for us, but just be positive about it. You will be able to overcome it. And today, hopefully this podcast can help you give you some tools to be able to overcome it when the time is right for you. And having those steps, like knowing how to tackle it. Okay. Now I know, now I know for the first two years, three years, I'm not even going to have it in the, my, my thought that this is something I have to tackle. Right. And then, and then knowing that you have a plan, that's always for me is my biggest piece is I know when, it, when the time comes, when I'm ready, when they're ready, I have a plan and that's what we're going to be able to work out with you today. Exactly. So I do first want to say that all throughout my son's childhood, I didn't dwell on the fact that he sucked his thumb. So it wasn't something that I was constantly on him about like, oh, you're too old to suck your thumb. When are you going to stop sucking your thumb? Um, it just wasn't something that I really mentioned because I know, especially with his personality and his temperament, the more I would push for things like that, 
the less he was going to want to do it. So the more resistant he would become. So I just completely left it until it was time. And then we had the conversation together. We decided, and we'll go through all that, but it wasn't something that I really like for months and months was saying, you're too old. Don't suck your thumb. Sucking your thumb is for babies. You know, those were not things that I ever said to him just because I didn't want him to build up more and more resistance to stopping sucking his thumb. Well, I think what you said too about personality and temperament, knowing personality and temperament, because that really does come into play. Now, when so so you're not talking about stopping the thumb sucking right we're not like you shouldn't be doing that but are you setting limits around thumb sucking is that part of it I did yes so ever since probably about 18 months maybe a little bit before that I I can't remember exactly when because I can barely remember what I did yesterday but (laughs) when he was young I set limits surrounding thumb sucking so The balance here is that you don't want to dwell on it, but I really attempted to make thumb sucking something that happened at nap time or at nighttime. So when he was awake during the day, if he came up to me and he was talking to me with his thumb in his mouth, I would always say, oh, I can't understand you because your thumb is in your mouth. Please take your thumb out and then you can talk to me again, right? Okay. Um, I would always try to redirect him so that instead of, sitting there and playing and sucking his thumb, he was just playing. So I would just simply kind of take his thumb out of his mouth and redirect him to an activity that I know that he was going to be involved in. So that's how I set those limits surrounding daytime. I did let him suck his thumb when he was watching TV because that was just my time as well and I didn't feel like being on him the whole time so I did allow that to happen but as he got a little bit older I just would need to remind him oh your thumb your thumb is for nap time and for bedtime so we're not going to suck it right now you know and when he was playing he never really did get into needing to suck his thumb there were phases that he would go through where he would want to suck his thumb a little bit more often than not Um, but we tackled those by just me being consistent with just kind of, you know, removing his thumb gently from his mouth and just redirecting him to another activity or simply just saying, oh, remember your thumb is for nap time. So if you'd like to go for a nap now you can. And usually that was enough. And he was about three when he went through another phase where he was just constantly trying to suck his thumb. You know, he'd be walking around sucking his thumb and I'd be like, just reminding him constantly or just redirecting him constantly. So the main thing here, especially with a child with a temperament like mine, (laughs) um, I like to call him, he's so fun and it's amazing to watch him grow. He's the funniest kid you will ever meet in your life. He's very testy, right? So he likes to test those limits. Um, So the more I say not to suck the thumb, the more he wants to suck his thumb. So it's really, it was really a matter of finding that balance between reminding him of when his, you know, he could suck his thumb and not overdoing it with constantly reminding him and instead just redirecting because the more I would remind him, the more he'd be like, oh, you don't want me to suck my thumb. Okay, here, I'm just going (laughs) to suck my thumb and look at you at the same time. Right. So Again, know your child's temperament and 
find that strategy that is going to work with you. Just simply redirecting them to another activity can go a really long way because you're just engaging them in something different so that they don't even feel like they need to suck their thumb. Exactly. So what age, what's the recommendation for tackling thumb sucking? Is there a recommendation? What's, what are the rules around that? I mean, I I think this really depends on who you talk to. I am not a dentist, so do not take my recommendation. My son just is turning six very soon. So I probably waited a little bit longer than maybe I should have, but I just wasn't ready before that. And, and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really does depend on your readiness. And when you feel like you have the mindset to tackle this, yeah, because it's a whole, it's another ball, right? Like this is a whole, you're tackling something. Now you're looking at a few nights of bedtimes. You're looking at potential night wakings. So you're looking at that emotional side. Like it is something that you need to have that space to be able to carry. Yeah. And I, I always said by five, I would look at tackling sucking his thumb. Um, but when he just turned five, the pandemic was in full force and it just, you know what, it wasn't something that I had the mind, yeah. the, the space in my mind to do. And so we just recently had a visit to the dentist and sure enough, just as I suspected, his teeth were, his, his jaw is misaligned. So he may have to have something um like a device go into his palate we're going to see in the next year and and touch base again then but I did suspect that that was going to be something that we would need to tackle and that was something that I just you know what I didn't have the space to to tackle it before so Mm -hmm. that's okay we do want them to be you know, three and plus, it's kind of like the soother, right? We do want them to be around uh, or at least able to understand what's happening, what we're trying to do, you know, trying to tackle thumb sucking with a baby would be very tough, especially as they sleep. But with our older guys, we want them to be aware of what we're doing, why we're doing it, have them participating in it. So, so having a conversation with your dentist would be my first stop. If you have a soother or a thumb sucker, you know, around that three, between that three-ish, four, have them in and have an assessment and see what the dentist says. If you can do a little bit longer with the thumb, uh, if it's something that you need to tackle sooner rather than later, again, depending on your child's, how much they have it in, how much they're pulling, like all of those pieces are going to come into play when the dentist is assessing, you know, if the teeth are, or the jaws becoming misaligned or not. And you can tackle it with younger children. There are devices that you can get out there. Again, speak to your dentist to find Mm -hmm. that proper device. But for me, my preference was to wait until my child could understand a little bit more about what was going on. Just makes it that much easier. If you're able to sit and kind of have that conversation, if you're able to get them engaged and involved in it, it's going to make the process so much easier on both of you if, if they have an idea as to what's going on. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about like the strategy that I'm going to give you is a strategy for a child who's a little bit older and understands. So mm-hmm. three four, five, six, that age group. Yeah. And you're also going to want to modify what you do based on your child and based on your individual, you know, what they can understand. If they're three and they just turned three and you have decided that you need to tackle this now, then 
your strategy might be modified from what I am going to talk about today. Just little bits of it, just to make them understand it a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. With everything that we do with Restful Parenting that we're offering through the podcast, the YouTube channel, in the Facebook group, All Things Sleep and Parenting, you're going to be getting that general kind of overview of this could work. This this could be that plan. However, um, knowing that every child is different, if you need those strategies, if you need specific, okay, I love that your son was doing this, but this is what my child's doing. How can, how can we get through and still get those same results as you did? That's where we really come into play and we're able to really get in and offer those strategies, see where you're at, build you up from there and get you to that plan of being able to get rid of that thumb and that thumb sucking. So if you do need us, wrestleparenting.com. Okay, so you've decided that it's time. Here is your step one. You want to at least do a little bit of work on setting those limits surrounding thumb sucking like we already talked about. So loosely make thumb sucking something that, you know, you redirect those times where they're sucking their thumb during the day. Try to keep them busy so that they're not wanting to suck their thumb quite as much during their wakeful hours. So that would be step one. And it can make it a little bit easier for you when you do end thumb sucking, because if, if they're not really sucking their thumb a lot during the day, that's one less thing that you have to worry about when you have, you know, ended thumb sucking or when you've conquered it. I know that it has made it a lot easier for me just knowing that my son wasn't really used to sucking his thumb during the day wasn't Mm -hmm. something that he does all the time during the day yeah because you're tackling it for sleep but you're not tackling it for that 24 hours where it's that thumb is always in the mouth right so that makes a little bit of a difference for sure yeah so step two pick a day so once we went to the dentist and the dentist you know, kind of solidified what I was thinking, what they were going to say. (laughs) That's when I was like, you know what, we have to do this. I'm, I'm good. Like I can do this. And I just started to plan things in my head. Um, But when, when I got home and that night, I, in my mind, I went through a day that would work for me. And then what I did was I involved my son in that. And I sat him down and I said, we're going to stop sucking your thumb. That's going to be something that we're going to work on. And I said to him, I know, you know, you're, you're very used to sucking your thumb. So it's going to be something that's going to be some work for you. And it might be hard some days, but I know that you can do it. And that was sort of the first thing that I said. And then we took out the calendar and we picked a day. Now the guidelines here are that you don't want to pick a day that's two months from now because Mm -hmm that's too much time for a little one. That's too much time for you. More opportunities for you to not follow through with it, right? Something else always comes up and then you kind of back down and then it builds up anxiety in you, but also in your child. So I would suggest picking a time within, you know, maybe two weeks or even a week. We also don't want to get into like, I only have a month left, so I'm going to suck my thumb even more and even longer because she's going to take it away soon, right? So we don't want to get into that where it's such a long time that anxiety starts to build and then it's causing even more of that dependency on that thumb. Yeah, exactly. So with the calendar, it's a really good 
thing for them to be able to see it visually when that day is going to come. So I already had the day in my mind because it was a day that was going to work for me. I didn't have any big work things planned. I didn't have any big plans that I knew were going to stress me out even further while I was working on tackling this. So that is the day that I picked. And I sat him down. We looked at the calendar. I showed him the day that we were going to be picking. And then I said, this is the day that we're going to stop sucking your thumb. And he was kind of like, whatever, at that point, you know, he didn't really care. But then step three is to have a plan, right? So before we even, before I sat down with him to pick a day, I already had a plan in my mind on how I was going to work on this. So a part of my plan was I was going to get him to pick out something that he liked and that he could work towards. So with my daughter, I did a soother fairy sort of thing. So what happened was the soother fairy came and gave her a gift in exchange for her soothers. And then that was something that she was, you know, excited about. But for the thumb, I can't really take his thumb away and say <laughs> the, the thumb fairy is going to come. <laughs> the, thumb, the, the thumb fairy is going to come for your thumbs, right? <laughs> So I wanted to do something similar to that, but modify it a little bit for thumb sucking. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let him choose something. Of course, I already had some things pre-chosen and I showed him (laughs) those items and said, which one of these things would you like? And I said, if you go seven days without sucking your thumb, we're going to mark it every day on the calendar. If you go seven days without sucking your thumb, you're going to get this special surprise. So He is super into Super Mario right now, and he loves the Super Mario Lego. So I knew that that would be a really big hit for him. So I chose a few of them that were within my price range of what I was willing to pay for this, and I showed them to him. He was involved in picking that out because he's a little bit older. Um, And then I, I went, I picked it up, and I kind of put it in the garage in his view, but out of his reach for a little bit. And he looked at it and he was like, is that my Lego that I'm going to get for stopping sucking my thumb? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's it. So, you know, remember, you're going to go seven nights without sucking your thumb, and then you're going to get that special surprise. So I just kind of hyped it up a little bit without overdoing it. And I had it there just for him to be able to look at without putting it into his face every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And that really built up a lot of anticipation for him. And he was excited about it. He didn't understand at first the concept of going seven days. So he kept saying, mom, I didn't suck my thumb last night. So I get my thing. And I was like, oh, we haven't started yet. It, it's not the date yet. <laughs> so I would just refer him back to the calendar and say, we haven't started yet. But when you do start, you're going to get a sticker on every night. So every morning when you come into, into my room, you're going to get a sticker on your chart if you didn't suck your thumb that night. And then he started to understand. And then finally, I believe it was a day or two before it was even time. He looked at that Lego kit again and he said, mom, can I touch it? And so I let him touch it. I pulled it down. I let him touch it. I let him look at it. And he said, okay, that's it. Tonight, I'm going to stop sucking my thumb. So I was like, okay. 
it was before I planned for this to happen. So that threw me off just a little bit, but I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to work with this because he seems ready right now. I don't want to wait any longer. So sure enough, that night he went to bed and he was going to bed and he's like, Oh, remember mom, it's time for me to stop sucking my thumb tonight. So then we started our actual plan as to get him to stop sucking his thumb. So the other part of this is ahead of time when I was thinking about that plan, I thought, okay, he's going to suck his thumb during his sleep. So I need something that is going to prevent him from being able to suck his thumb during sleep. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to put, you know, I didn't want to make it my first thing that I put like Tabasco sauce on his thumb or something. It just wasn't the route that I really wanted to take or that nail biting stuff. Um, It wasn't the first route that I wanted to take and I didn't feel like it would be very effective for him. So what I chose instead was to put band-aids on his thumb. And I told him that if he woke up in the morning and the band-aids were still on his thumb, then he would get his sticker on his chart. So now, just like regular band-aids, like just a regular band-aid. Well, yes, I put regular okay. band-aids on his thumb, but I know how crafty this little guy can get. And so I knew that I needed something just a little bit more. So I got a tensor bandage and I showed it to him ahead of time so that he knew what it was. This is a big piece of the puzzle, everyone, is that mm-hmm. when you are making these changes with your little one, you want to show them what to expect ahead of time. So you're not just going to pull out these band-aids at bedtime and say, tonight's the night. Here you go. Here's a band-aid. They're going to be really thrown off by that. They're going to say, this isn't comfortable for me. I don't want this, right? Whereas if we kind of show them ahead of time without dwelling on it and without over-showing them, we're preparing them for this just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So when I did tell him, the few times that I told him what to expect before we did actually stop sucking his thumb, I let him in on the plan. And I told him, we're going to put a Band-Aid on your thumb at bedtime. And then when you wake up in the morning, if your Band-Aid is still on your thumb, then that's when you're going to get a sticker on your chart. And it's going to be your first sticker that you're going to get. And when you get seven stickers, that's when you get your Lego thing. So he was prepared for this ahead of time. But I also knew that I needed something else other than just the Band-Aid on his thumb because Band-Aids can fall off in the middle of the night or whatnot. And I wanted to set him up for success. So I decided to put a tensor bandage over top of the Band-Aid. So I played up that tensor bandage and made it really cool. What I do know about my children, but also a lot of children within this age group, is that bandages, casts, you know, hurting. <laughs> yourself and pretending that you have a cast is all the hype for them so I took out this tensor bandage and I showed it to him of course ahead of time and I said this is what we're going to put on you it's going to be like a cast so you can pretend that you broke your your arm and that you need to put your cast on or whatever and he just loved that (laughs) so at bedtime I put the band-aid on his thumb I wrapped his little thumb and his hand up in the tensor bandage loosely because I didn't want it to be too tight for him to feel awkward with. And then I put it on, I taped it up, and he was thrilled with this. So that is what we went with. And Elisa took pictures and he is just like so proud with his little with his little arm up and his tensor bandage all around it. Like it's so cute. 
Yeah, he was absolutely thrilled about that. So that part went really, really smoothly. The guidelines when you are doing a chart sort of situation with them and you're getting them to have this item that they get after seven days of stickers is that age appropriate again you don't want it to be too long for them so for some little ones waiting seven nights might be a little bit too much so you might need to do something a little bit shorter than that for us what I did was after three nights of not sucking your thumb we're going to go for ice cream at McDonald's and that was kind of like his first little thing that he worked up to and then after that it was the Lego so I wanted him to stay interested and stay involved so again you need to know your little one you're not going to want to go out and purchase all these big items so that you're giving them something really really big after every night but for some children maybe having something like a car after every night might be a little bit more effective for mine stickers on the chart so that he could see every night go by and then the mcdonald's treat in between it was perfect i really like so elisa and i chat whether we're in toilet teaching or it's in our parenting program or it's part of our sleep program we're always talking about the power of charts and calendars and keeping them involved and letting them see our little guys, you know, especially our toddlers are very visual, our toddlers and preschoolers, but so are our school age children to be, to say like, oh, hey, we're going to start on Saturday. And then all of a sudden you're like, surprise, it's Saturday. They're like, no, 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 I wasn't ready for that. So those calendars and charts, there our guys are visual and it's such such even at at your little guy's age at six like such a huge benefit when you are working on stuff like this i'm visual i live by my calendar (laughs) i like to see everything up in front of me so absolutely that's a really good point is that even when our children are older they are Mm -hmm. still very visual and they do well with being able to see those expectations as well as you verbalizing those expectations. Mm -hmm. So now that first part of the puzzle is taken care of, but we have a little person who is very used to sucking their thumb to sleep, Mm -hmm. right? That's how he knows how to fall asleep. So I did know that within all of this, there was going to be an element of him not feeling super confident or comfortable at first with the going to sleep without his thumb. So I did need to have a plan for myself and for my husband that we were going to know how to respond to him should he have a harder time. So originally, my plan was going to be to sit in the room with him until he fell asleep and be there to support his emotions And just kind of be there in case he tried to suck his thumb so that I could redirect him or whatever. And that was my plan at the beginning. I was going to sit close so that I could be there so that I could help validate those feelings for him and help him through those emotions. But when the night actually came, I realized that, you know what, he seems pretty confident right now. And so I'm just going to leave the room as I usually do. And I went with that and I said, okay, I'm going to go back in if he does have a hard time falling asleep and I'm going to help him through that if he does need the help, but I'm not going to offer him extra help at first if he doesn't need it. So before I started this, I was anticipating that his emotional needs were going to be very high for the night, but 
once the night progressed and I saw that he was actually quite confident and he was super proud already, I went with that and I slightly changed the direction of my plan so that I wouldn't be going back too many steps unnecessarily. So for you, again, you have to judge how your little one is reacting in the moment as well. So you want to have your plan A, but you also want to have a plan that is going to allow you to not go back too many steps if you don't need to. Mm -hmm. Such a big piece. Yeah. So, you know, he did, he, he had a harder time falling asleep that night. It took him a really long time to fall asleep. He was testing a little bit more at bedtime. He was a little bit more restless. He did at one point have a little bit of a meltdown with some big feelings because this is very new to him. So when he needed me, I went in there and I sat with him and I just said, I know, honey, this is very different for you to fall asleep without your thumb. I can't wait to see tomorrow morning when you wake up with your bandaid on and you come and tell me and you come and show me. I'm right here listening to you, though. And then I sat with him and I kind of just like rubbed his head. I rubbed his back for a few minutes and then he came down from those big feelings. And then I left the room again and he ended up falling asleep on his own. It took him a very long time, but that was to be expected. It was a part mm-hmm. of the expectations for me. Yes. So uh, expecting the later him taking a little bit longer to fall asleep expecting that there's going to be that upset so again having that plan of how you're going to respond how you're going to being organized beforehand never jumping into these kinds of things can save a lot of a lot of upset a lot of back and forth a lot of inconsistencies yes and for those children who already know how to fall asleep on their own it is going to be different for them to learn how to fall asleep without their thumb but they don't need you to put them to sleep every night for the next three weeks You know, so if you do need to offer them help for the first few nights, it was in my plan at first to offer him help for the first maybe night, but it was not in my plan to help him fall asleep one week in, right? So you you need to make sure that you're finding that balance and they don't need to go into your bed if that's not something that you want to have as a new expectation. So you have to remember that Anything you do with them on that first night, one night, okay, fine. But two, three, four, five nights in, that's now becoming a new expectation. So you Mm -hmm. don't want to replace the thumb sucking with now they need to lay beside their hair to fall asleep. Yes, yes. Or replace it with, um, sometimes I have families where they'll get into bed with a little one until they fall asleep. But now they're starting to twine their finger around mom's hair or starting to play with like a little loose piece of skin on dad's elbow I've had I've had that the elbow pit and and a lot of the uh hair twirling so being mindful that we're not starting new habits like that that you're involved in as well yes and you can give them something else to Mm -hmm. be able to do so that was a part of something that we did talk about as well What is something else when you feel like you really want to suck your thumb? What's something else that you can do to help you fall asleep? He has this little stuffed horse. So I got him to rub the stuffed horse's mane, but he never really needed to do that. He just kind of rolled around and ended up falling asleep on his own. But giving them those tools ahead of time can really help or in the moment while you're in there with them. Um, But again, 
my plan was to maybe sit with him for that first night, but second night I was going to be at the door and I was going to be a little bit in his view, but not fully. And then I was going to be gone again. So you don't want to go back too many steps, but you do want to be there to help them through those big feelings and those big emotions that might happen on the first night or two. So I am proud to say that we are now seven days in and we have gone seven days without him sucking his thumb. There have been moments here or there where I have walked downstairs and he was watching a show and his thumb was in his mouth. And I would just say, I would just give him a a little gentle reminder and he'd be like, oops, mom, I'm sorry, I forgot. It's okay. I know you're, you're just learning and you're becoming more comfortable with this, but he would, you know, take it out when he saw that he was doing it. And so that is to be expected again. I'm not going to go and take a sticker off of his chart because he sucked his thumb one time during the day. It is a habit that he has had for, for, Mm -hmm. you know, a very long time now, six years. So It's not going to be something that's just going to go away in a day, but he was so proud of himself that he went those days without sucking his thumb and he got his Lego kit and man, oh man, was he ever happy about that? He is still happy about that. He (laughs) thanks me almost every day for that Lego kit. He just loves (laughs) it. Now we're not ready yet to go the nights without a bandaid on his thumb. Okay, but that's after, what I was going to ask. Are you still, does he still have the tensor bandage seven days in? Or the are you tensor down to bandage, just band aid now. Ooh, so the tensor okay. bandage was about four nights, I'd say, total with the tensor bandage um, and the band aids underneath. And now we're just down to the band aids. And I think I'll continue the band aids for another probably three, maybe two, three weeks, just yeah, until I sure. know that this has really, really settled so that I can set him up for success and not going backwards because it is something that he was so used to that in a matter of a couple of nights of him just not even realizing it he might pop that thumb into his mouth and then next thing you know we're right back at square one he has said to me a couple of times I don't want to have the band-aids on anymore and I just you know I didn't I responded to him and I just said, oh, yeah, I know, but we're going to have the Band-Aids on for a little bit longer. And soon enough, you'll be able to go again with no Band-Aids on your thumb. So fun. Um, I really think that an important piece after this, too, is that conversation that you're having with them. So, yes, you know, we're proud of them, but how does it feel, buddy? you did seven days or you did the whole night. How does that feel? And, And you're bringing it back on them of like, yeah, it does. It feels good. I did this. So we're, we're able to help them recognize, you know, this was a big thing to tackle and you, you learned and you had to work through it and you did the work for this buddy. Like that's awesome. That has to feel really great with that work that you did. Yeah. He's still really proud of himself, but I'll never (laughs) forget that morning after the first night of him going without his thumb, he pranced into my room like I could just hear (laughs) six o'clock in the morning he was up a little earlier than usual but six o'clock in the morning he's jumping into my room and he's just mom my band-aids are still on my thumb and I you know responded to him like oh my goodness that is so fantastic you must be so proud of yourself and I could just see how proud he was of himself Mm -hmm. his eyes were just glowing Uh, It's so fun. And being able to point that out, you know, we're building that like 
that self-validation. I'm not looking at somebody else to validate me. This is self-validation. You've worked hard. You did the work. You did this, buddy. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. And of course, I was happy for him. And I said that I was happy for him as well. But yeah, I I really did turn it around a lot onto him. And like, how are you feeling? You must be feeling so good. And he just looked at me with this biggest smirk on his face. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And so yeah, that is our journey so far on the thumb sucking. You guys have done so well. (laughs) On the thumb sucking front, I am super proud of himself. It went a lot more smoothly than I anticipated. Sometimes Um, that fear of the unknown, right? Like it just gets us of like, oh, this is going to take such a long time. It's going to be awful. It's going to be so long. And, 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 And we have that with all of our families when it comes to really anything we tackle with children, but that fear of the unknown, but having that plan that has to help. That has to take away a lot of that stress. Absolutely. I felt super confident going into it because I felt like my plan was pretty solid. And that really goes a long way because that is a big piece of the puzzle. And you'll hear every one of our podcasts (laughs) where we talk about parenting, we're talking about that confidence all Mm -hmm. the time. Because if we're not going into something with confidence, it's not going to go as well as we want it to go because our children are going to feel that lack of confidence from us. But I was super confident about what I was implementing. I just did it and didn't even look back and followed through. And that goes such a long way for our children because then in turn, they're able to look at us and say, well, she's pretty confident about this. So I think I can do this too, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if I wasn't comfortable with it and I wasn't confident, um, and um, I, I'm not I sure. Be... I think maybe, uh, shoot, maybe you should stop. I'm not sure. Maybe stop. Do you want to maybe stop sucking your thumb tonight? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's just, it goes such a long way. So we can absolutely do that for you as well. We can set you up with a plan so that you are feeling confident going into it. That is what we do, it is. <laughs> but you know, you really, you just, you want to have that plan. You want to have that solid plan. Really want to feel comfortable about what you're doing and just know that you can do it. And so can your little one. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Elisa, for sharing. That was awesome. Um, such a big step, such a big milestone to, to kind of conquer thumb sucking. So we're really lucky to have you break it down for us and to have literally just experienced it. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you very much for letting me share this. You're the best, Lisa. I'm so lucky to have you. No, you're the best. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.